Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace here once again, Mike and Joel. Thank you for tuning in, for listening, for passing it on, for sharing, because this is all about the message, right? It's all about what Jesus did for us when we were unable to help ourselves. God did what we could not. God did what the law could not provide for us. And this message of God's grace and love without condition continues thousands of years later. Sometimes some of that message gets lost and religion gets in the way. But this is all about the life of God in us. And we've been doing this over 10 years, Joel, and I just think we're getting started here. I mean, we're, we're scratching the surface here on the, the depths of the gospel. I think that's true. And, I, you know, we were saying that probably five years ago that we're just scratching the surface. And I, I think we've realized even more in the last five or six years that we're really only scratching the surface. You know, I was thinking about how at the beginning, when we started this thing, I was wondering how in the world we're going to come up with, quote, material uh, every week. How are we going to do this? And now here we are doing this series on why Jesus taught two covenants. And every week we're talking about something different, all within that same subject of why Jesus taught two covenants. And then when we're done with this, there's so much more to talk about. It's really good. It's there, There's so much about God and about the gospel and about God's grace and love that's uh, so exciting for us to be sharing and, and talking about. And so, like you were saying, we do thank people for listening and for spreading the word. You know, uh, we don't have a, a budget here. You know, it doesn't really cost us very much to do this thing. And so if if you're interested in supporting what we do, the best way is just simply spread the word. on. You know, social media uh, is a great way to do that. And of course, word of mouth, however, however you're able to do it, uh, because we're not in this for anything else except what you were saying there, Cap, the message, this wonderful, awesome message of God's love and grace. It's really what it's all about. So thanks again uh, for everyone who shares. Yeah, it's, it's kind of refreshing. And, and I don't mean to say this to belittle other ministries out there. So I, I hope I'm not misunderstood here, but it's, it's a little bit refreshing to be able to listen to something that communicates the gospel and isn't asking for money. Now, I, I know you've put some some resources into this on on, on your own, Joel, with the uh, the internet and you know the different things that are, are needed for for websites to function and that kind of thing. But by and large, I mean we're we're just here sharing a, a, a free gospel, and we just live lives, we we work other jobs, and we communicate the gospel. And so it is possible. Mm-hmm generally speaking, for ministry to be going forth without always having to be financially supported in a substantial way. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's something just a little bit refreshing about that. Having said that, we also understand that ministries and churches and such uh, obviously need donations yes. and, and giving and support monetarily and, and in other ways. I, I don't know what your calling is out there, you who are listening. I don't know what God's plan is for you. I'm, I'm not sure what your gifts and talents are, what your desires are, but know this, that it doesn't always have to be the way everybody else is doing it. And so go forth 
just live your life and allow God to uh, live his life through you, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, no matter where you're at and what you're doing, ministry can happen to those around you and beyond. Yeah, and and definitely we don't want to put down ministries. There are some wonderful ministries out there that are sharing the grace of God, and they are financially supported by people. And so everything that we're saying, we're not putting that down. In fact, I would even say, I wrote this down a few weeks ago. I was just scrambling through my notes, and I found it, that if you— want to support us financially, you can't do it because <laughs> we're not accepting donations at this time. But there are other ministries out there that are preaching the grace of God, and, and they're doing it on a full-time basis, or at least much more of a basis than what we're doing. Give your money to them. There are worthy ministries out there. Andrew Farley, the basic gospel people, Ralph Harris. There are many that I could name, um, and I don't mean to leave anybody out, but I'm just saying that uh, it's great to give and to support ministries, but it is, like you were saying, Cap, refreshing uh, when it's just freely available for people like what we do. Well, we've gone on long enough with this stuff, and it's all good, but for several weeks here on the podcast, we've talked about some of the harsh teachings of Jesus and how they were actually, you know, this is what we've come to, is that they were Jesus's words to the Jews who were under the law, showing them that even though they think that because they have the law, they're righteous, they're really not righteous. They can't do it. We gave many, many reasons for that. And so, we have Jesus saying things like, you know, a couple weeks ago, take up your cross. You have to carry your own cross. We've talked about how Jesus said to chop off your hand, cut out your eye. Uh, if you want to be my disciple, you have to do this. There's no place to lay my head. You have to follow me, and you have to hate your father and your mother. All these things, these harsh teachings of Jesus, take up your cross. What a hard thing that is to do. I mean, you have to literally be willing to die. And then we come to something like this. <laughs> Just contrast all of those harsh teachings of Jesus with Jesus saying this. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will... Now, if you listen to everything else he said, you would be expecting him to say, I will make you take up your cross. I will make you hate your father and your mother. I will make you do all these things. But Jesus says, if, you're, if you labor and are heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So check out those words. Take my yoke upon you. It's a light burden. It's an easy yoke. Contrast that with take up your cross daily and follow me. Contrast that with all those harsh sayings that he had. Now, Cap, you were saying something before we recorded. Does that mean, does Jesus have a, a split personality. He's saying all these hard things that people have to do on the one hand, and then he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Is he schizophrenic? <laughs> Why does he have all these contradictions? Well, that's uh, that's one thing we're going to be talking about today. Uh, some of these, uh, one of the reasons why Jesus taught those harsh things, and then he turns around and, and gives uh, tells us that his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Doesn't make much sense, does it? I mean, yeah, e either Jesus was all over the map, he was schizophrenic, had a split personality, contradicted himself, or, or, <laughs> emphasis on or, he was talking about two different things going on here, an old ministry 
that was disappearing and getting ready to fade away, the law under the old covenant, and something new that was yet to come that was not in place yet because he, the testator, had not died yet. We'll probably talk more about that in future podcasts. But So the new covenant not having begun yet, but it's coming. And Jesus would sometimes allude to it in, in his ministry and his teachings. Although, we've, as we've talked about, much of what Jesus, not all, but much of what Jesus taught was meant specifically for Israel who were under the first covenant. We Gentiles were not under that covenant. We were excluded from it. And notice, too, with, with what you just said, Joel, uh, I mean, this, this contrast of carry your cross, that was two programs ago, if you're looking for it at growingingrace.org, so you can get caught up with us here on what we're talking about. But that heavy burden of, of doing that, we, we, we discussed that Jesus wasn't necessarily actually trying to get people to, to follow through with that, but to show them they could not follow him to, uh, or they could only follow him up to a certain point. And when Jesus said things like, nobody can be my disciple unless he sells everything and gives it away. So you see that, that those kinds of harsh uh, communiques from Jesus, quite different from what you just read with uh, his yoke being easy and his burden being light. Come to me if you're burdened with that stuff. You need rest. I mean, he's talking about a spiritual thing going on here. And so it's, it's, it's a contrast compared to the first covenant. See, the, the first and the second covenant are not alike. And God made that clear in the in the book of Hebrews that it would be something quite different than what they came out with after being freed from Egypt. I'm even thinking about some things, Joel, in Luke um, 13 and 14, for example. And we, we touched on some scriptures in those chapters. But Jesus was going over a number of different things and, and even parables in those chapters where Israel basically was rejecting the message. They were rejecting the invitation to the table. And when Jesus was getting these rejection letters or these RSVPs saying that they wouldn't come, then he said, all right, that does it. Um, if you aren't going to come, I'm going to invite everybody else in. Uh, those who are looked down upon, uh, go out into the, into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my, that my house may be full. Go after those that were not invited before but would soon be invited. So there were times where Jesus was suddenly looking forward to the new covenant. I'm not sure how many Jewish people got what he was saying, but when you take this from just Jewish people to the rest of the world, that was going to be a tough thing for a lot of Jews to to deal with, as we saw in the book of Acts. Yeah, and what you were hitting on there, I mean, something really good there. There were certain people who did not respond to the invitation I was looking in Hebrews, at the end of Hebrews 3, it talks about uh, those who rebelled. They heard, but they rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Same with those who were offered the invitation to the wedding. They were offered the invitation, but they basically what happened is that Israel didn't believe. They were trying to enter in through their own works, not through this rest 
that God has offered us through Jesus Christ. They could not enter in because of unbelief. Those who have not entered into God's rest are those who don't believe. And so if you uh, read a little bit farther on into uh, Hebrews 4, you know, it talks about laboring to enter his rest. (laughs) You know, today we got people laboring, striving, struggling to try to keep the law, trying to carry their own cross, trying to follow all the harsh sayings of Jesus. And they're not realizing that those people who were who are really trying to do those things, the reason it's so hard for them is because he's trying to bring them to the end of their rope, to the end of themselves. So they will see that if they labor and if they're heavy laden, come to him and they will have rest for their souls. Well, more on that in the weeks to come here on Growing in Grace as we uh, get set to wrap up this series on why Jesus taught two covenants. Next week, who was Jesus speaking to? That's so important to know each of these uh, times that we find the red letters in the Bible. Jesus said one thing in particular that we're going to focus on. He said he came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That is so often ignored in reading and in interpreting the words of Jesus today. So we'll talk about Jesus and his audience in different situations next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.